this week's case study, I'm going to be talking about Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker. All of this really started on April 10th, 1984, when Ramirez murdered a nine-year-old girl in the basement of the hotel where he was living. Um, she was raped and stabbed to death, and he actually left her body hanging on a pipe. A lot of people don't really associate this case with the Night Stalker, but this was the beginning of his killings. His ne next victim would be on June 28, 1984, and he killed a 79-year-old woman named Jenny Vincal. She was murdered in her apartment. Investigators found a fingerprint on the window screen that Ramirez had to remove to get into the apartment. On August 24, 1985, Ramirez traveled in a stolen orange Toyota and he arrived at the house of James Romero Jr. and his son, um, a 13 year old, happened to be awake at that time and heard some footsteps outside of the house and he went to wake his parents and Ramirez fled the scene. And James raced outside and got the color, the make, and part of the license plate number. Romero contacted the police with this information that he had gotten. And um, the police were able to get a footprint outside of the house. During the time between 1984 in 1985, Ramirez killed a lot of people and kidnapped them and raped some. But on August 25th, 1985, Ramirez was actually identified. And the reason why he was identified was because he broke into Inez Erickson and Bill Carnes' home and he shot Bill Carnes and then later raped Inez Erickson and tells her to tell people that the Night Stalker was there. After Ramirez left, Erickson gave the police the description of the man and officials found out that it was Richard Ramirez and released a mugshot of him. They also found a fingerprint on the mirror that matched his fingerprint which was able to identify him and if they wouldn't have gotten that fingerprint they probably wouldn't have been able to identify him so Ramirez went to go visit his brother in Arizona and when he returned back to California he realized that his mugshot was all over newspapers and everywhere and so he tried to hijack a woman's car but people around him stopped him and held him until the police got to the scene. There are a lot of key players to this case, such as Miguel Ramirez, who is Richard Ramirez's older cousin, who is said to have influenced him by showing him photos of women that he had abused in Vietnam, and also shooting his wife in front of him as well. Um, Jenny Vinco was actually the first victim of the Night Stalker. 
and Bill Collins was the last victim who Ramirez shot. Inez Erickson was the woman who Ramirez raped and actually gave detailed descriptions of what he looked like, which caused him to be caught. And James Romero um, was a witness that got his partial license plate number. And Richard Ramirez is the night stalker and Ray Clark was his attorney. This all happened between June 1984 and August 1985 in San Francisco and Los Angeles that night. I definitely think that Richard Ramirez had the means, motive, and opportunity to do this because he continued to do it and he really didn't have a motive. He just kept killing people and kidnapping them. And the reason why he became a suspect was because of um, between James Romero um, getting calling the police and getting the footprint and the partial license plate number to Inez Erickson giving the description and his fingerprint being found, um, he became a suspect. On September 20th, 1989, Richard Ramirez was convicted of 13 counts of murder, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. In my opinion, this case is famous because Ramirez had really gotten away with kidnapping and murdering so many women by breaking into their homes. And the reason why I feel this way is because a lot of the area had to stay on edge because they didn't know who the next victim would be. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast and tune in next week for another one.